0: Uh, How I work is I don't work with just the physical, I call it, the three elements of self. It's mindset, motivation, and movement. Mindset, motivation, movement.
1: Welcome to Conversations with Connors, a NetworkWise podcast. And I'm your host, Adam Connors. NetworkWise trains and educates individuals and organizations in the science and art of networking to accelerate sales, personal development, and career opportunities. In Conversations with Connors, I talk with a variety of highly successful individuals in order to gain insights on how they built, maintained, and cultivated their relationships in order to live a life by design, not by default. My next guest is a highly successful individual who introduces us to a relationship that we have yet to explore in this show. At NetworkWise, we focus on professional relationships, but we also dive into friendships, and occasionally romantic relationships as well. My guest today has made all those kinds of relationships work for her, but she adds in one more to the mix, the relationship with her body. Casey Duke is a fitness instructor who has worked with more than 50 celebrities, including Denzel Washington, Lenny Kravitz, and Dakota Johnson, just to name a few. As Casey told me, it is a privilege to move, and if you can move, you should. In fact, Casey's life is so interesting that Netflix bought her life rights so Shonda Rhimes could feature it in her first series that hits the streaming platform next year. Casey has an amazing spirit, a positive disposition, and a great perspective on life and people. Her mission is all about helping people become better versions of themselves, and she does this by incorporating not just fitness, but overall wellness and life coaching into her training. She takes a holistic approach and leverages her background in dancing, track and field, and spirituality. Her success can be attributed to years of hard work and relationship building, and I'll let her explain how she did it herself. So, without further ado, let me bring you my conversation with Celebrity Fitness Instructor and my friend, Casey Duke. Enjoy. Casey Duke, Woo! to a good time. To a good time. Uh, I have a feeling that this is going to go in so many different directions. Mm. Oh, gosh. We're... I think
0: I'll take my shoes off. Yeah. Isn't it? Make, make
1: yourself comfortable. Uh, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good conversation. I
0: think I'm taking the shoes yeah. off.
1: Good for you. Because there's no place you. like home. No, ain't, that,
0: ain't that the truth. So I am going to just make myself at home here. and, and So now we're ready. We're ready. We're going to have some fun. Let's do, what am do I doing with my phone over here? Wait, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Just Put it wherever you want. Just okay. toss it over there.
0: Yeah.
1: Is there anything off the table today? Anything that we should not talk about?
0: I don't think so. Okay. I think... Good. If there isn't, I'll just say... Let's pass is. on that yeah, one. Because yeah. that's like
1: a... You seem like an open book. Very like, go with the flow. Have you always been like that? Has that always been your disposition?
0: Pretty much. Really? Pretty much. Awesome. Pretty much. Sometimes people say you beat to a little different drum, but I, I don't know what it is. I just... Love me or hate me, I'm no bullshit. <laughs> and I don't, and, I, and I, wanna, I don't want that anybody else. So I, I have to try to be um, as authentic as possible. And sometimes it's not that easy sometimes with people, but you have to try to find the essence of you, whatever the circumstances may be, so that you never get lost in that. Mm-hmm.
1: So would anybody that, you know, if I was to go back to maybe a childhood friend and say, well, here we are, however many years later, mm. would you have imagined Casey Duke to be doing what she does, living the life that she leads, being the person that she is?
0: My friends probably would have said yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> because i have always like, I always had big dreams. I used to say to my mom, I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say something really profound, really big. i do not even use the word profound, I'm going to say something really big. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to say something really big to the world. So, I don't know if that's happened yet, but I'm working on it.
1: <laughs> well, I think, I, I think it is. Are you at a point now, are you allowed to talk about something that's about to be coming out in the near future, let's say uh, within Netflix? <laughs>
0: yes, finally. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. I mean, it's a uh, story that netflix actually bought from i believe new york magazine one of the writers jessica kessler and she wrote this great story that i'm a part of and it's a hard story because it's a new york story about a a young woman who was a con person i think that i wasn't the only one who was con but she came to me for fitness and wellness and life coaching and she was really good (laughs) and we kind of got i got i was drawn into this story but Thank goodness I was really trying to help her at the same time of trying to find the truth of what was happening. I guess I made a pretty good story because Netflix bought it and they bought my life rights, which is very interesting when you are. Is part that of normal? It. Um, I think when it's a real story about a real person and they want to use the person's name, it is. I guess it's normal. It's the first time I've ever had this happen to me, but it's exciting that something that was a bit un. Easy, and my life turned out to be something that is really helping me. And so, like, I could say, Well, thank you to the woman Anna, who the story is all about her shenanigans and her lack of, I guess, uh, confidence in herself to be truthful with people. And look what happens sometimes it just works out that the things you really want to do and be known for. And with me, I wanted to be like, I always try to strive to be the best fitness wellness coach I can be and I want to reach masses of people and just to be able to state what I do and help them to become better versions of themselves as it helps me to do the same and something like this Netflix gets me out there and more the public eye than I've never I've ever been and it's, it's exciting and scary at the same time but also groundbreaking so we just kind of they just like let People know about the cast, who the cast is going to be. And uh, we start shooting. I mean, they're setting up everything now and building sets and stuff here and in Morocco. And, you know, so it's Oh, pretty so exciting. they are. They're
1: bringing it to where, right to where it happened. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's exciting. And I mean, it's a too long a story. But yeah, check New York Magazine okay. and look for the Anna Delphi story. And you'll see where hey, they're going. to what's the last name? Delphi. 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 I believe. Delphi. Okay.
1: And who's playing you?
0: Well, that's interesting, because this is groundbreaking, and I'm really, really proud. Shonda um, Rhines is from...
1: Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Murder. Murder.
0: I mean, I'm excited. She's the writer, and she chose someone who was really excellent. I was a little like put back at first, and then I said, this is so weird, but so right, because I haven't had... I've had a very interesting life, and you have to come from... I want someone to play me who has empathy and who has... Concern for others, but have been through their own challenges that they can understand it when someone else is trying to build a better life for themselves, a better body for themselves, a better mindset. I know who I didn't want to play me and which you know, we won't discuss here, but there is a, a woman, but she's a transgender woman. Her name is Renee, I'm sorry, Laverne Cox. I have a friend who's called, her name is Renee Cox. Yeah. I was like, she's on my mind. But Laverne Cox, she was in Orange is a new black. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time that a a transgender woman is actually going to play a person that's a not Heterosexual. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's about time. It's non traditional casting, I'm sure. But, you know. Did she, you have any say in that? Yeah. Sandra, she called and she said, This is who I'd like to offer the role to. And I was first, I was like, a Transgender woman? And she says, Yes. And I was like, oh, Okay. I, I wasn't expecting yeah. that. But then I said, It's so kind of weird but it's so right Mm -hmm. because I just felt like I know that she has to have she has a great story I'm sure to actually go through something like that she has to have some strength of self and determination and I'm just excited because I think I look at it as that I don't really know how it would be for her to play me because she's the actress but I'm very proud that a a beautiful woman and a a really great actress is going to play me in a netflix series so that's kind of interesting i think it's time to let's let life just move on for people this is there's we are all you know love is love and we are all going through this time we don't need anything that's like destructive or prejudices around any of us we just need to like really live life like it's golden and I think it's great, and I'm happy to be a part of such a groundbreaking.
1: That's great. Yeah. Now, now, will she spend time with you to get to know you to get a better understanding of kind of how you operate and the mm-hmm. types of clientele? That, yeah, So that.
0: we had our first meeting. We spent the day together, mm-hmm. and I worked her out, and you oh, know, that's a good. Why yeah. not
1: get live it live it firsthand?
0: Yeah, and we we're going to be working together. And when she starts to shoot, I'm developing sequences so she can see. So she's. Uh, shadowing me to see how I work, my mannerisms. And so I think it's going to be great. And she's absolutely gorgeous. And so I was like, and she's taller than I am, darn it. (laughs) And she's younger than I am, but she's playing my age. And and I think that I'm excited. It's like when I told my son, he said, really? She says, it is so great. I don't know what he was going to say when I said that. Well, you know, Laverne Cox says, oh my God, she's great. She says, mommy, well, it makes so much sense to I me. Mean, all the work you do for the gay community, and all the stuff that God's let me deliver, and all this stuff. He said, "Mom, I mean, both my godfathers are gay." He went through this whole thing. He says, "Of course, this is perfect. Oh my God, this is so great for you, mom." And I was like, ah, "I love my son. Yeah, good job. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to raise an amazing human being, and I did.
1: Great job." So, so we were talking. The more in terms of what you do, I know that you're um, to the celebrities. You are there. I, it sounds to me more of like a more life coach than trainer. or well, I know think that it you're, depends. Yeah, I, you that, know, I okay. think it depends.
0: I mean, sometimes it always turns out that way because you, there's a certain trust when you work with a, a personal trainer, or you know, you have a doctor. I mean, you, we're in the service business, and so you know, there's a certain amount of trust that comes along with it. So sometimes I do both, and sometimes it's really the physical. But that always tends to lead into. Uh, how I work is I don't work with just the physical, I call it the three elements of self. It's mindset, motivation and movement, mindset, motivation, movement, the emotional, spiritual and physical. It's I am, I can, I do are the words that I use to describe those three elements, because if you notice the physical is the last component. So the mindset, the motivation, the mindset is like how you feel about yourself. How what do you think of yourself? What do you want to maybe change about yourself? And that's the I am. It's always, I am fat. I am this, I'm sad, I'm great, I am this. So it's it's more or less you have to come clean with yourself and stay where you're at, however flawed you may think that is. And then you can go about transforming it. And then the second part is, so if the mindset, you have the motivation. Like, what do I do to motivate myself for positive change? You know, do I find a, take a class or do something? hire a personal trainer. I always say shameless plug and you know, Keep get coming. a video, yeah. do something. How, what do I do to motivate myself to start stepping up to be more present in, in my own development? And then the physical is the last component. It's what you do. It's working out. It's all that. It's not the end of the be all. It's the icing on the cake. Some people put so much element on that physical part that they forget that the other two will be the one. If you strengthen one, you become stronger, but you shouldn't strengthen all three, like you become your potential. Mm. So that those three give you the tools to say, okay, I, I may have work to do it myself, but I'm going to do it. And like, how do I do it? And then like, wow, I'm doing it. So fitness yeah. is not always just about looking at the end result and one size fits all. It's about how can you really be the best expression of you, the best everything, body, mind, spirit.
1: So if I'm hearing you right, the foundation is the mindset and the physical is the third piece.
0: The third piece. So you
1: need these other things first.
0: Yeah, and that's why when I when I saw a client, even when I I was working with Denzel in the movie, and I would say Denzel they, Washington. Denzel, sorry, yeah. Denzel Washington. Yep. And I said, um, you got to show it love. Celebrate the body you have. Get the body you want. You know, I could throw out my caseisms on everybody, and it was weird because he. I say, turn to the mirror. I said, and thank your stomach. Thank your butt. Thank everybody. Thank you. He said, what? I said, say thank you. He said, well, thank you. Uh, thank you. And I said, thank you for the, you know, because you might've needed the padding for the road. You never know. Yeah, yeah. So just like, thank you. And he was like, oh, this is quirky, but thank you. But then what happens is everybody starts laughing. Everybody starts saying, well, oh, thank you, ass. And thank you this. So it starts to be, it relaxes and it gets away all the angst and negative energy you may come in with. And it gives you a chance. to just like laugh. And from there. It always sorts mm-hmm. out better. And then one day I came in and I had a busy weekend and he says, I, he's hiding myself. And I was like, oh, I ate too much. I felt like my ass is having a bad day. He says, show it love. Show it love. And I said, yeah, so yeah. he threw it right back at me. Yeah. So I always think about that. Show it love. <laughs> so again, it's really about Knowing what you want to change, but kind of doing it in a sense with, with some love and appreciation because your body holds you up to so many things, through illness, through childbirth, through stress, through everything. And you just have to like realize that it's you've got to respect it more. I mean, movement mm. is a privilege. It is a privilege to move. And if mm. you can move, you should, even if that's walking. I have a hip flexor chair. I can't run anymore right now. Hopefully, when it sticks that I, I'll be back. But if not, I'll walk or I'll bike. I'll do something because...
1: That's funny you say that. So I went to college, uh, it's called Quinnipiac, and they mainly have a big physical therapy program. And Mm -hmm. uh, my roommate, he was a a PT major, and ever since working, he worked with, I forgot, I wasn't a quadriplegic, but it was some, Mm -hmm. but, but he had the exact same saying. And he, he said movement is a privilege yep. and would he would never take an elevator. It doesn't matter how many flights that he's got to go. He goes, I do it for, I forgot the person's name we worked with. He goes, because I know that he would love more than anything to be able to have the opportunity to yeah. climb those stairs. So who am I to not take anything for granted?
0: Exactly. It's so interesting because. At this time in the fitness world of wellness, and it's not just about the physical flash anymore. Like people are doing like runs for charity. They're doing all these different things to help other people. You can see where it's like there's so much motivation when it comes time to like really getting out there and moving, whether you're doing like yoga, class or whatever, especially when you do it for a cause yeah. is like how that makes you even feel better. And sometimes you, you go out there. So oh, I've never done that, or like a power walking race before. And all of a sudden you're doing it for a, a really worthy cause. And it just gets you started people say, well, you know, I don't know. I have, don't have the time to do it. Try that first. Mm-hmm. And that'll show you because you're walking for someone or you're running for someone, it could really ignite something in you.
1: So what's the biggest blockage that you have when you're working with people? Is it, are they, do you ever have to work with people that have never worked out before and this is a big chore okay. to them or they, do they embrace? All right, Casey, bring me home.
0: Um, That's a really good question because I don't get as many first time exercises I used to get, I mean, Mm -hmm. as I've grown in the industry and people come to me because they've heard from something else or from a magazine or from a TV thing, they tend to have had their, an idea of what, whether they've taken classes, they have had a membership in a club. So it never comes to me too dry, but they, what I get sometimes is when they're looking for that next level. Sometimes women who have just had babies, they Mm -hmm. come and they, I just want my body back. I just want the way I used to look. And I was like, why? Go for better. Go for more. I'm in much better shape after I had my kid years ago than I am now. You know, Uh Uh it's like, I mean, much better shape now than when I was before my son, who's 32. But that was years ago. But still, like, I find them when they come in, they they say, I just want what I had. And I was like, and they said, Yeah, why not? Because the past is done. The past is your teacher. The present is your creation and the future is your inspiration. Mm. So you want to stay in the past, but you don't want to stay back there too much. You want to know, you know what you want from that, but then you can go for more. It's like, what are you inspired to do? So by me saying, why do you want to go back to that? Go for better. So that you don't have your eye on something that already happened and you're trying to get back there that you don't even see what's in front of you, what you Mm -hmm. can really do to transform your body in a different way. Because I'm a different kind of a trainer than maybe you had at that time and I can manipulate your muscles a little differently. So it makes you more open to like, all right, let's go on this adventure. That's better than just saying, I'm going to go on a treadmill. I just want to work out. I just want to do my... I love the adventure of it. I never kind of like know exactly what I'm going to do when I see a client. I wait, and then I have an idea maybe what I did before, but then I wait, and then I let their body kind of talk. Mm -hmm. I'm a very intuitive trainer. I say, okay, let's do this. I just can feel, and I like the... I like muscle manipulation because everybody, whether you're a large-sized woman or a very small man or a big muscle-bound guy or just like a frail little or an obese woman, everybody can have beautiful lines to their bodies. And that's what muscle fiber targeting is all about, about how you work. You don't need heavy weights all the time. Everybody can have beautiful lines as they kind of come down with their, do better with their diet, do better with their cardio, but they can all, you can look at a woman and even a large size woman and say, wow, she's got beautiful lines to her body. She looks healthy. I know a lot of very unhealthy, skinny people. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about that so it's important to enjoy the journey of fitness not have your eye on the emerald city that you don't enjoy the yellow brick road <laughs> <That's> <laughs> i love that that's
1: good that is good <laughs> so,
0: as a case is my a few more of those yeah. before the next to over they're be
1: coming out do uh, so how often then do you look at someone and you do you know intuitively you talked about intuition mm-hmm. uh, what they need or do you have to sit down and talk with them talk them through to understand where they'd like to see themselves
0: I mean, when they first walk in, I like already, I sized you up already. So oh, well, you can oh do geez. this, that, you can do that. I mean, oh, you know, boy. it's just what I do. Because we'll it's like. That no, no no, no. <laughs> you look great. You yeah. have anything You do. When they first walk in, of course, but I'll usually say, what's your wish list? And they will give up. Well, I hate this. 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 And that's how it always starts. Always the hate comes first. <laughs> and then I'll say, okay. And then, I'll, but what do you like? And they they never can say what they love about themselves they just yeah. like it but that what they hate that comes out like rapid fire
1: <laughs> well, why do you think that is
0: i think part of it is because they have well, sometimes it's society and they've seen things that they felt like they can never be i used to have people come and say i want jennifer anderson arms and i want angelina jolie's legs and and i would always say okay i said well what they have theirs let's see if we can do few. And that's how, because I can't, I don't want to burst their bubble and say, you can't stretch your bones, girl. Yeah. Or, you know yeah. what I mean? You can't do that. But I can say, okay, well, they have their body. Let's see what we can do for you. Mm-hmm. And then I have people who say, I say, remember when you wanted, you know, Angelina Jolie's leg. I never said that. I said, oh, yes, you did. They said, oh, no, I love who I look like now. I love myself now. So it's a process, but you have to be a good listener and see what they are about. And then you can go about weaving your own. Philosophy, and because first they just want to, I want to, I want a great body. I, that's all they want. They don't realize that it's the mindset that helps them to get there. Mm. And then I'll say, well, can I tell you my wish list? And they'll say, oh, yeah. And I say, well, I could bring this in here. I'd like to see this curve in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, this could be a little bit here. And I said, just thin this out ever so slightly. I said, but then you have a great this. And they go, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden it's become, that's exactly what I wanted. (laughs) And of course, it doesn't have anything to do with anybody, any celebrity. (laughs) So it's important to, this is real for people. When they, society, you look through magazines and it's like what you should look like, what you should wear how your hair should be, how much you should get Botox in your face, how much you can get this and the It's a lot of that going around. Of course, people are going to feel inadequate in some ways and what can they do to change it when they don't realize just the idea of loving and accepting yourself can bring a whole new energy to your health, to your health, to your life, to your face, you know?
1: So when did you incorporate this type of philosophy into your training? Was that from the get-go or how did you learn about this?
0: Well, i think that my background, like the case you took the early years was track and field in, in school and then dance class after school. And so those two components, it was, you know, I would say power and grace. So when it came down to choosing a, what direction I wanted to go into as a career at first I chose dance, which it wasn't right for me. And it wasn't, uh, I keep hitting my mic. Sorry about that. It just wasn't what I thought it would be. Yeah. And so, Fitness was such a natural thing because I can bring the power of, of, and the strength of, of track and field and the athleticism of that with the grace of dance, and I combine them together and just develop movement classes and that were were really easy to follow and that pumped and elongate the body and had like rhythm that wasn't like overly choreographed and so that's kind of what put me on the mat or my movement classes, and they were so driven and emotionally driven because it was like letting go and moving and that people say it's like going to church they would be crying in class and like moving and it would be like this is a little bit much but it it was because it was about releasing letting go and um, it wasn't just about oh can I do this step or can I do that step they were like I can't believe I'm doing this because it would just like fold into each other and I think that was both the combination of what I've learned from The athleticism of track and field and the discipline of that. And then with the dance world, the the sense of grace and lengthening the body. Mm -hmm. So I think that it it just kind of came together for me. But with having gone through both sides of that and seeing like the emotional difficulties on both sides of it, made me realize that it does take the mind first. And as I grew spiritually, I would choose different teachers that I would learn from. And this helped me to grow. Just, when
1: you talk about teachers, are you talking about more like philosophical teachers? Or are you talking about trainers, other trainers, or um, or well, both?
0: Not exactly other trainers, although that I, you know, I'm the eternal student, so I'm always looking for the new, next thing and how to make it my own. But also, I have to feed my soul, so I have people that I've turned to, whether they've been gurus and priests and or Buddhist monks. Or there's something to learn in every. Modality mm-hmm. of, of whether that's religion or, or just the idea of self-love or of love of others or how to become a deliberate creator, non-denominational thinking, science of mind. I mean, that was always calling me, you know, positive thinking. So, if some people are just kind of born more intuitive than others. We all have it, but some people are more developed. And mm-hmm. my mom was very, and she suspected I was, I had that kind of a gift at, at some point. And we, we and I, through help from her, I started venturing out and finding mentors to help me just develop the idea of creating your own reality or, yeah. or just putting things out, putting here what you want, not what you don't want. Because we can always put here what we don't want. Yeah. But it's to maintain the focus of the things you really want and cherish in your life. And you want to put them there. And even if they don't happen right away, you know that they're there. And that focus, And there's a little something that you're always like, boom, boom, boom.
1: So how do you do that with your clients? How do you keep their eye, the eye on the prize?
0: When they first come, I, when I do the mirror exercise, I say, say thank you to your body. And they like, what? And I said, because, and when I say it, so as far as with their belly or their butt, they, and with their stomach, it's their creative center for everyone. This is like a, where you feel pain and you feel angst and you feel oh, everything comes in here. And like, it's your, and especially for women, it's like, here is, it just will hit you. If it, it's just, this is your, your creative center. And, Usually, I just say, you know, you might have needed this for the pattern. You might have gained this weight because you needed to. You might have had to put this weight on because this is what your body needed at this time. Now you can go about transforming it. So say thank you and move on. And when you can do that, you have less negative energy holding you and you looking at what was and like you can move towards the future. So eventually, when they get it, they go, that makes so much sense. And then when we're, when they we're working to, oh, Casey, I said, uh, and they I say, show it love. So it takes time, but you make it so that they want to be able to be inspired at what's coming.
1: Are you helping them create new patterns? Is that um, kind of... Well,
0: I try to. You know, sometimes they go, oh, here Casey goes with her Casey. Oh, here she goes again. I try to show them by that particular thought process of you always looking at the worst about yourself, that you think is the worst about yourself. Like, oh, I hate my thighs or... It starts there, but then it it goes off into other things that you might have had a bad relationship or bad this, and they don't you don't realize that that was a moment. You don't have to keep repeating those patterns. You can integrate them so they become like your radar, so you'll know what not to do. And they'll go ding, 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 ding. Okay, not going there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can kind of move on and go about you know triggers. changing it. Yeah, those triggers. So I think I truly believe that the people that I work with. Whether they stayed with me for some of them 15, 16, 20 years of that clients, wow. And that's the truth. Or they've come once or twice and I never see them again. But every time I hear from them or somebody hears, they said, I so loved working with Casey. That girl. So it's always, you know, you touch someone and that they'll take some of that with you. Sometimes a client is not forever. Mm-hmm. And they come in, Some clients come and go, especially in the celebrity world, because they move on. They move there. They move here mm-hmm. or there. But you know that whenever you see them, they always like, oh, my God, Casey. And so it's always that. So you know there's something. You've touched
1: something. It's
0: something, you know. (laughs) And they've touched me because they've gave me the opportunity to really um, work with them and and to know them. And that's, I don't want to make light that I never felt I was meant to be a trainer in a gym wearing in someone else's shirt or whatever. I've been self-employed and done my own thing. And it hasn't always been easy. But I've done it. But it's like the celebrities have helped my career tremendously, and that's a good thing for me. Like it's just because it's once in a while, it helps. <laughs> yeah.
1: How did you get into the celebrity niche? Has it been a long time? Is it?
0: I never really understood how, but when I do a workshop or a lecture with with other trainers and fitness professionals, they always want "How you make it to celebrities?" And I was like, "I don't have that answer, but I only know is if you take care of the sense, the sense will take care of itself." Mm-hmm. I can't say how. Somehow, my first celebrity was this a uh, commercial for a, a Diet Coke commercial and this guy Lucky Vanos and he was the Diet Coke hunk. <laughs> I mean it's pretty cute he was really he came to me and I worked on his app for this commercial and and then he became a sensation and they hired me to design to choreograph his video and then we went all over the doggone world with this one commercial and this one guy became this phenomenon and it's like, that video was probably one of my best videos. People still, and this might even in-
1: how do, how do people find it? What's spelled the last name? Vanos, V-A-N-O-S? V-O-N-O-U-S. Oh, V-O-N-O-U-S, okay. So someone wants to find it on YouTube. Lucky, like L-O-L-U-C-K-Y. Yeah, Lucky Vanos,
0: and he's still alive, so I was like, he's still hot, I hope. I haven't seen him in years, but he was a great guy, and it was wonderful. It was a dream come true, and I was like, what is this, we were in our like, every music store like you know record store had us in the window it was really crazy and it was my first time working with someone i was doing like tv stuff at that time but nothing like this was like for me like wow it was great and then the next one was denzel and that was um and so i think that people saw that i did this person and then you know people talk assistants talk to assistants and studio heads talk to studio heads and they find people who if they've done a great job and the client finds them credible and easy to work with and personal training is personal mm-hmm. so that you keep and but you see them as real people celebrities are no different than you and I they do everything the same yep. and they have to fight for their careers and so um just being of them it's just you just can't be. Once you start working with them, you realize that you're there to do a job, but it's still pretty, pretty cool to travel and yeah. be with them and go. Wow, I'm sitting here with who? Yeah. This person, that person. So it's it's like it's a lot of fun. But again, my bread and butter clients are really important to me because they're always around and always yeah. supporting me and always being there. And I love working with them. So
1: how long does I'm it typically take you? If someone comes to you, is is there a life cycle of your of an engagement with you? Is it like, hmm, okay, six months. This is what it's going to take to transform. Or you know what? You're really looking at two years. Or sometimes there are people that have an event coming up that they really need you to go hardcore <laughs> yeah, if on. Yeah, it's,
0: it's something like that. If they have an event or they're getting in shape for a role or they have a wedding, I mean, then we put a timeline on it. Yeah. you know. But when they're coming to me to really get into shape and have a better life and a healthier existence... You have results the first time. It's the yeah. start. I mean, like, you'll feel that the next day, not just the soreness because your ass will be sore, your legs, will be everything. I work, muscles yeah. you, I work muscles you never knew you had. So they know, wow, it's changed already. So the moment that you actually start, it starts the transformation. Yeah. And the more that you are, are committed and you are doing the, the work you need to do because I can't do it all, you know, I mean, yeah. like you, part of your health regime is your nutrition and it's not like you have to... Go to a nutritionist, but there's certain things that if it's tending to not show too well on your body, maybe you should pull back from that. But I don't believe in I believe in healthy eating. I don't think that you have to be a vegan or this or that. I think that you can do what you want to do in a way where, but it's moderation. For me, from Monday through Thursday, I don't go off my program. I don't have any alcohol or anything. and then but you know, Thursday, night, Friday afternoon, or whatever evening, I'll have a glass of wine or I'll do something and I'll just get right back on it. That's just how I work. So I will find a way, How? what's your discipline? How do you want to do this? And I would suggest them, why don't you just during the week do this and then on the weekends do this or maybe on the weekends try that so that it doesn't feel like you have to have a cheat day because yeah. that doesn't make any sense to me. Why you have to cheat yourself? It's like you live in your life. It's like you are helping you to be able to say, you know what, today's Wednesday, but I'm going to have one, but you know what, maybe I won't have it on Saturday. So you can actually you know, ride your own rhythm, Mm. find a way to be mindful of your holistic approach. Yeah. So just being mindful. I think when they say that mindfulness is being aware of the things that help your life and the things that are not good for you and just eliminate what you feel like you need to.
1: How important to your success would you say is your ability to establish the rapport and the relationships with your clients, whether it's from a trust standpoint, whether it's for trust on a lot of levels getting them to Hmm. trust that what you say is going to work yeah you know and just and then obviously the trust of just general trust when it comes to relationships Um,
0: say that again (laughs) (laughs) as i stall to get the answer (laughs) yeah yeah.
1: well i I don't know if you need me to rephrase it or just the importance of the relationship i think the relationship
0: is very important i I think um i always know my assistant always likes she'll book a trial session first this is Casey wants to meet you take a few minutes and meet before they commit to, I won't commit anyone until I meet them first. Cause some people are just not for you yeah. and you have to know that I am not for everybody yeah. and everybody's not for me. And, I'd rather not waste their time because if we if you're coming to me because you want to be with a celebrity trainer and every time you pick up, oh, got to answer this phone. I'm with my celebrity trainer. You know, what she trains, you know, and like if you're there for that reason, then you're not for me. And there are some people who, who have come to me and they just wanted the idea of saying that. And it, it wasn't for really the work. They would just like like to brag about it. You oh, know, well, And that was kind of a, a weird thing for me. So I meet everyone, and when you really, when you meet one on one, and you can talk to them about what you know, tell me about you, and I'll tell you about how I work. Just in case, some people I said, you know what? I don't think that I'm the right person for you, but I can maybe suggest someone else, or maybe say, why not try just doing this, and then let's let's come back because I don't think you need me right now. I think you're doing great, and maybe this. And there's some that say what, and that makes them want more. But I I, I just know that this would not end well. It would not I'll either be frustrated because they're not seeing the results that they want in a timely fashion and then they'll either come back at me and say, Well I don't think this is really working. I don't think this is really doing it for me when I kind of know what's going on. And there was one time that I I, I had this woman and I'm just not my proudest moment. But she kept saying to me that like she wasn't Lucy, she wasn't, something was wrong here. And I'm thinking, this woman's been with me for how many? And I know that something should be, unless she has a, something's wrong with one of her, what do you call Intuitary it? Yeah, or gland what? or something, a glandular problem. It's like, something's not right here. So I told my, my best friend, Kimmy, my partner in crime, I said, I've got to follow this woman. I've got to find out what she is up to because something's not right. In my heart of hearts, I don't think that she's really, because she was blaming me. Like she said, well, this isn't working for me. And I was like, okay, well, maybe, well, I, you said this would work. And I was like, I, I, wait a minute now. And I knew that I should not have taken her on. This is what you have to know. You have to know in your heart when you meet someone, you know, they're not right for you. Don't do it. Don't do it, it twice in my life. One time with her and then one time with Barbara Walters. So I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> That'll remain right there. Yeah. But I remember saying, okay, and watching her leave. And I followed her. And that's, I'm not proud of it. And I yeah. definitely, something happened that I was, I had my friend Ken with me. And we were like, I was like, and she, then I watched her go into a Dunkin' Donuts. And then I watched <laughs> her go into a pita place. And then I, I mean, it was just like one after the other, and I and I was like this, and the, and then this, the uh, cop caught us and said, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And I was like, and, and, and "I was like, I, he says, who are you following? What are you doing?'" And like That's I was like, funny because we were hiding like this, we were looking at the cops, and I was like, "And my of course my friend Kim gets nervous, she takes off and leaves me there. I was like, ah! and she just runs like we did something wrong, and the guy had me is saying, "What's going on, sir?" I said, you won't really believe this, but I'm really, and I explained to him, (laughs) and he he was like, post 9-11, you can't be doing things. I was like, I'm sorry, because it must have looked pretty suspicious, because we were like, this behind us. She's coming out this morning. Sweet. She's coming out. And then she'll come out, and she's eating a pita thing with something in it, and she just came from getting a...
1: So why wasn't she honest with you then? Well, because
0: I think that she, well, what she said was that...
1: (laughs) Yeah. I she said, sounds I, really reputable. And too, I didn't yeah. want to
0: actually say yeah. to her that I followed you. I said, yeah. something's not right here. Yeah. I said, I think that you are taking in a lot more calories than you're saying, and the amount of calories you take in and mouth amount that you burn is going to give you your body weight unless you have a problem, a glandular problem or something. And eventually I just had to say, you know what? I'm so sorry. I don't think I'm right for you. And I just think this is not working because I don't want you to be always upset with me and looking for me to give you free sessions or whatever because you don't think that I'm working. And I knew the truth of what it was. And I just yeah. said, I just know that you are not really working to your potential. You're not, something's not right here.
1: Why would she bother to engage you in the first place? If there I think was it a... was just to
0: have that idea. I mean, sometimes when people have really too much time and money on their hands, they can get a little... Turned around in the wrong way. And yeah. I think that there was more of a psychological problem that she had than I was really able to really deal with. And it just wasn't meant to be. Uh, and I think about that because it taught me a big lesson about making sure that I really vet mm. people to make sure that because I'm, because there's, there's a lot of great personal trainers out there that do great work. And, you know, maybe their technique is a bit more for her or for someone else. And so I'm very present more so. From I get that that experience it yeah. really helped me to say, okay, you've got it really, really and I thought I was, but she but then I when I think back about it, it was someone who recommended she was a friend of a friend. You know, you just wanna now all hands on deck. It doesn't matter. Look at what happened with the con woman. She played a really good game. I mm. thought she was so Legit, and um, she was in a lot of ways. But then there was other parts of her that I that you can't really control. You
1: can never know with those people. Yeah, so, you know. But so the relationship, I'm really so impressed with your ability to establish these relationships with people. Just like how you and I met through Kristen. Mm-hmm. Is that normal for you? I mean, I've been hearing about you for so long as the person, mm-hmm. your friend Casey, as opposed not knowing that you were even the trainer. <laughs> oh, let alone, you know. So, so is great. that is that a normal? And she just said just how committed you were. You know, mm. you know, staying with you, the, yeah. the just sounded like you were just as committed, if not more, than she was. Oh
0: yeah, I wanted her to have that fairy tale ending. I wanted Kristen to have everything. I mean, I was—you're right—and that's what it takes. It takes we're partners. Yeah. When you train with someone, you're really partners, and you will do what you need to do in order to get them the results that they want, but also to elevate them to be able to become their own life's motivation. That is the key—is mm. to really. As much as I love the manipulation of muscle fibers and tissues and watching a body transform, I love the idea of watching the spirit transform and then becoming much more confident and empathetic towards someone else. Because sometimes the ego is not always your amigo, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, say that all the time. you know, and like it starts it, yeah. to stink like skunk and then you're like, oh my God, because sometimes, you know, I've developed like bodies and they become monsters and you wonder like, what the heck? Are they and, but they end up calming down eventually and being understanding that it's really to rule is truly to serve, and that it's not just about what their bodies, about the essence of what they're giving off to the world. And I just, it's like it jazzes me. I, I just love to see people. It's part of what I'm doing. You meet somebody, somehow they change your life too. All the people that I've met, I mean, they, I met you. It's like it just. It just is that collective consciousness that you start to develop and you start to attract the people who are not that they're carbon copies of you, but that are on a, a similar trajectory. And then it helps you to stay on your trajectory. And then when something comes in, that's really not right. You get that ding, ding, ding. And I love every single one of my clients that I have now. That's I mean, great. it's like I'm totally drama free and it worked a long time <laughs> yeah, yeah. to get that. And I have a little funny story that I, I have to tell you about that makes you understand that like sometimes not every body is meant to stay with you forever. But they always leave like some kind of a, impression a, an impression you. on you, a, whatever it might be. You, you're you either better because of it or sometimes not. <laughs> but <laughs>
1: um, you got my attention. <laughs> okay.
0: So I was training Gwen Stefani. And those of you know, she's a really great artist and beautiful and great spirit. And I was training her and we were doing great, but the mind is so great. And kind of abruptly, she um, said, you know, Casey, I I really love you, but I, I can't train with you anymore. I'm going to go over to this other club because my best friend is training and I, I need to be want to be with, there with him. And I'm like, that club, considering mine, it's like that's it's like a junkie kind of a club. I'm like, it's going to remain nameless. Uh, and I was like, oh my gosh. And okay. She, she said, I really love training. I don't want to think it's you. And I was like, okay, okay. And I said, well, it was really nice working with you. And I, and, and we got along so well, and it was so great. And then boom, she wasn't there. And I remember going home and saying, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? What was it? And I kept saying, and then, you know, a year went by and it's still on my mind because when I was just thinking every time I have someone, especially somebody, I say, well, what did you do? But I not mean, You don't want to lose this one like that. You don't want to. And so I was playing almost games with myself, and it was a big lesson for me. I was like, it automatically hit kind of the ego, but also my sense of self. And like, am I doing? Do I know enough? Am I? Am I this enough? Do I have this? Do I have this? And I start to go and play this game because of that one thing. And then a year later, I'm doing this a photo thing for Marie Claire magazine, and it was I was fitness, and it was a hair person, it was someone else, and we we're all in this. Article together, and I walked past the room we were shooting in a club in one of the clubs. And I walked past the room and I saw this guy, and then he was doing one of my exercises that I know I develop and nobody does it except if you work with me. So I was like, "Wait a minute, this is my one of my signature moves." So I walked in there and I said to him, "I said, hey, and I said, Daniela, I said, where'd you? This is my exercise. Where'd you learn this?" And she said, "Oh my God, you're the trainer!" And I was like, "What?" He says. I gotta tell you, you Gwen is my friend and she was going through a really rough moment and she had just become pregnant again. Something was going on in her life, and I, I had to train at my train, I couldn't come to where you were because I didn't have a membership or whatever. And she came and she showed me all this this great train that she had that showed her all this cool stuff and how great you are and so nice and she felt so bad and she felt like she I would probably never want to train her again because she left abruptly. All this year I'm thinking that this woman didn't like me for something, but then it took one guy in a room doing your stuff. And I walked over and I said to him, that's made me realize that you've got to give what you give and you have to know in your heart that you've done the best you could. And never everybody stays forever. They may go, but they, that you always leave something with them. Mm -hmm. And if it's something that is great, that residue is there. That's a great residue. And when he told me that it just, all this angst just left me. And I said, never again will I just assume that it was something that I did wrong because you do your best and then you don't. If it's a personality conflict, so be it. Yeah. If it's something that happens, but you have to be really just do the best that you can do, be very present in what you do and like let it go.
1: So that's easy to say now in retrospect. How do you get other people that you're working with to buy into that? Is it just trust the process? I mean, I think it... I
0: think it is that we're partners. Yeah. I'm gonna do my part. And I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and I'm going to be there for you. You have to do your part because I can't feed you everything in your mouth. I can't watch your thought process. I just know this. If you do this and work with me, you will have a better Body, mind, spirit, whatever. I said, just try it. Yeah, and that's the only I can do. You, maybe you have some bumps in the road, and you have, to, and I have to pick you back up. And you'll say, "Oh, that's so true, Casey. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way." And we have to talk. And that's why when the personal training becomes very personal, because sometimes life stuff happens. Yeah, my mom died. It's like people, like they understood. Everybody came, and whether you're a or they all came and they tried to elevate me and lift me up out of my sadness. And you'd be appreciative for what that is. But that love of people being there to support you really helps. And that's what they were there for. They were there to support and, and you take with that and you either elevate yourself or you just like, don't see it. And then you, but luckily somehow it works through It's it, And it is a process. It doesn't happen overnight, of course, but the excitement of training of like really being in a situation where I'm not spoon feeding you and I'm not giving you stupid stuff that, and I'm just, I'm not saying every trainer will do this, but I believe in giving, especially when you first start, you have to give your clients things that they can do that makes them feel, empower them. Not to give you so oh God, he's a tough trainer. Lucky. I'd rather give them things that they actually can feel the movement and, and see how this can really work for them. Even if it's not as overly creative as they may pushing a heavy weight. It's like trying to Empower them for positive change by giving them things that they can see that they can do. And some people work in the opposite way. They they think by being tough and hard and giving them something they have to struggle with, that that's the way to get a client and to help them to develop this way, I feel. And I've seen it.
1: So how do you figure out with what what type of uh, person that you're working with? So you could have two different people that you put on completely different plans. Yeah
0: always, because some people come and they need more of the mindset part. Some mm-hmm. people come and they need more of the emotional, spiritual part. I'm sorry, the spiritual mindset part. Mm-hmm. Some people come and they're really, they've done all the modalities in the world and, they, and their physical is like so amazing, but they need all of it <laughs> because they're so into the physical flash that they can't see anything else. They don't even realize that they're like endorphin addicts. So they just sit up there saying, I, I, I just, I just want to... and it's like, oh my God. All of a sudden they start to like really relax and get into the fact that movement is a privilege, that they can do this, that they actually can like, you know what, I think I am going to take off today. And sometimes they just say, they say, well, Casey, I said, don't do anything for the next two days. They go, what? They don't do anything because they just, their bodies are just worn out.
1: How can you tell that? Again, is that more intuition or is there there certain tests that you're doing or are uh, you familiar with like what orange theory is? Yes. Are you familiar, like like yeah. how much of all of those things are going into well, factoring into that equation of advice that you're giving them?
0: I think that it's kind of a combo. Like you have to know after so many years, for some years in this business, you, you kind of know when someone, if someone is really, they come in and they just want to constantly always move and they just like, well, I did, I did cardio and I did this and I did what and I did this yesterday and I did bling this one and I did all. Over here, I did, you know, like this movement class and it's never ending. And they come to you and say, I just want to just, just give me everything. Just give me everything. You can tell by that personality that that personality is like, okay, they need to calm down because they're so, they're addicted to the adrenaline rush. They're mm. addicted to the endorphin rush and that's what they want more of. They forgot about anything else in their bodies, and their skin is, they're bony, and their skin is hanging off, and they look kind of drawn. So, and so
1: what do you do? You, what, just, what? you
0: have to tell them, you, you, you've you got to talk to them. you got to say, you've got to calm down. You're tra- taking two days off. You will see how better your body will look. Hmm. And sometimes they were like, oh, and I said, you have to. You have to just take two days off. I said, that's what I'm off. I said, I'll see you on this day. And they go, what? I said, do nothing, watch the magic. And that's a big word when I say, watch the magic. Hmm. They go, oh, okay. And they'll try. So it is about the relationship you have with a client, but it's also what they will buy into. And sometimes I have to use a little bit of magic here and there. Mm-hmm. there's a little bit, you know, my intuitive stuff and saying, you know, I, I zoned in on your body, which I have, because sometimes they say, well, you're doing what? And they go, Casey's like cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, mm-hmm. you know, cause they're like, here she goes, her stuff." but I'm actually really asking the body, give me the fastest way. To get the results that they want, and I can feel it, and I can see it, and it's like, and I'm not the only trainer who can do this, and not the only person who does it in different ways. Yeah. But I want to be very present, and I want to see what it is that they need. And I'm looking at you, and I'm like, I'm afraid.
1: I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, afraid. Now, I'm, I'm like, like, I'm like no, talking to me. Yeah, we, need, we need a wall here. <laughs> to smile, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> so,
0: so, so do- it, it is a process. So I have to sometimes it's trial and error. I mean, it is a technique that I developed and I will try. Sometimes I say more than 98, it always works. Even with the person who is an endorphin addict and they've just done so many modalities, they come to me, they've done it all. They've done it all, but they heard that I was can make them. They've just done it all. And that's some of the toughest clients that I have. And when they've done, they thought they've done it all. And then I just have to just break it down a little bit, break it down a little bit. And when they say, wow, I said, you know, because sometimes their body's you know, they think they look sexy, and they don't. Yeah. And I was like, you know, healthy body is a new sexy body. You know, that's, and I would say they're awesome. And healthy body is a new sexy body because they think by having like either really muscles or have like they just look so lean that it's the most painful to look at them. And then when I have them relax and then let their muscles just like just relax a little bit, and then you'll see the lines in the in the fibers, and that it just kind of just looks pretty. And I like a body look pretty. Even with my like bodybuilder guys or, you know, when guys like I train Lenny Kravitz and, and when I look at his body and he said, you do some Michelangelo shit, case you make a body look pretty. And that's yeah. what I like. I like when you think about that because I like muscle manipulation, but I like, a, I like men to have a sense of grace as well as women because men think it's all about the pump, pump, pump. When they see me using lighter weights with them and doing like cables or probably different movements, they go, wow. I didn't really think of it because men should have a sense of grace. Also, it's the balance. It's a feminine masculine energy that should be very much in balance. And they think it's all about that. <gasps> and then they come to me and I'm like, no, that's too heavy. This is this one. they go, oh, my God, this is killing me. You know, it's like they think it's just about the pump. Yeah. And not the elongation of the body. So it
1: sounds to me like you're good at getting the best of what someone's got to work with. Almost yeah. like, you know, double down. And it's down no one size hair. fit all. I mean, yeah. sometimes
0: people need more of the, the physical, the mindset of whatever. I mean, it, it's whatever needs to be strengthened. Because if you strengthen one, like I say, you become stronger. But if you strengthen all three, you can really see yeah. the potential. But, but what
1: about when you're dealing with, back to the celebrities, like the celebrities that have to do, they have to kind of transform their body for a role. Like, I forgot the gal's name. She was a model she was in the movie Monster. She won an award. She had to put on all this oh, weight. Oh, Yeah, her. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, someone like... I mean, I've never seen anyone change their body type so much. Like, I love like, that.
0: I love yeah. to have jobs like that. That's so oh, great. Really?
1: Like, I would... I, I mean, mean, it's...
0: Because then, you know, you're... They're very present because they have to, you know... What was it? I think it was Courage and the Fire. What I to Denzel? He had to be bigger because he was a... He's going to play an alcoholic. Or you have... Um, or even Hurricane. It, you know, yeah. work with him. And it's like you have the time to, like, really, like look at a body and they say, we need him to be like this for this. And I go, Oh, okay. That's exciting. And it's like, you know, you have your partners in this and it's not like you're at, they want that. This is the mm-hmm. role that they need to happen. So they would do whatever. And they want to do it healthily. Of course, that's why they, they have people who train trainers that can help you to gain weight, you know, yeah. or, you know, I could do, do it all. So it's not as difficult as you think it's more of a, um, that's like, suppose you have, uh, you're doing all of your, the boys, you're like a painter. And you're supposed to paint this, this, this. And they give you a special project and you're like, okay. And you do. So it's the same thing. You just, it's a job and the end result is to have them look like this and you work on it until you have it. If anything, they're so present with that, that it's all good. They don't yeah. go off anything. They have to have this for this role. They will do it.
1: What about the non-celebrity? So someone who's listening to this might say, wow, they like, wow, Casey's someone that I really, I can relate to. She's mm-hmm. someone that would get me. Can the non-celebrity reach out to you?
0: Of course. Yeah. More, I have more non-celebrities than okay. I have yeah. celebrities. I mean, yeah. celebrities come and go, but your bread and butter clients are clients who come to you. And I mean, I have clients that have been with me for so many years. And that's, I mean, like 10, 15 years. Me. It's wow. like, you know, we're cold. I said, you're in the golden years. Yeah. <laughs> And then I have clients that have been with me for, you know, a year or two years. And sometimes you're not there forever. Sometimes you're there for what you need and then you move on and then you come back to me whenever you want a little refresher. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm not into keeping clients forever. It doesn't bother me. I think that that's one of the things that Gwen Stefani thing really taught me is that do what you can do and then let them go butterflies free and the next thing. And that. I think has been helpful for me because when some people just come, just come to me for this long. I said, no, you don't need me right now. Don't come. To see you, see you see you when I see you because you know what you do and that helps them to become their own life's motivation. I don't want them to be married to a personal trainer for the rest of their lives. They should be, I love it when I hear someone saying, I saw Julianne Moore in the gym and she was doing this, this great exercise. That makes me feel good when they're there doing stuff without me and they, you know, they'll say, you know what I did the other day? I did this and this and this. That jazzes me. So I, I always get. If you want homework, if you're going away, I'll send you some videos of you doing the exercise and do this while you're away. Yeah. So I think that came out of that lesson with Gwen to always make sure that you allow for that because it's important for them to go out there and be without you. If somebody is always somebody else is coming in new. Yeah. You know, I mean, like it's just just what it is. And if you and if you really can't train with me, you know, you can always you can buy a book, you can get a video. It's like when you you can't afford a Chanel suit, get a Chanel lipstick. Make mm-hmm. you feel good. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's something for yeah. everybody. You know, it's yeah. not like you can go out there and do something. It's, personal training is a very personal thing and a good thing. And everybody should try to, you know, do as much as they can for their bodies. If they can't really afford it, there's, a, there's books, there's videos, there's YouTube, there's gyms. I mean, investigate, create your own workout, you know, for what, yourself.
1: What do you think? Do you see one or two consistent things that people do wrong when it comes to their image? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're a lot, but is there one or two consistent things? Are there, you know, a bad diet or, you know, they're constantly just like you said, men are always just looking to bulk up when maybe, again, you're certain body types, you're certain bone structures, which is just not yeah. going to support a certain type of workout or work regime. So. Oh,
0: you know, I think that the the one thing that I do see is that it's always something from the past that they have been. So it's psychological. Um, but sometimes, yeah. They come in because it could have been a, someone told them they were too fat. Someone told them that they weren't good enough or didn't look good enough or they didn't get a role because of something that they were not the right size. Or Sometimes it comes in with that. They, have, they come in with a bit of lack of a better, like a little bit of self-hatred. I don't know too many clients that have come in and said, I feel really great about myself and <laughs> okay. I just want to add a little something. I think you're the one to do it for me, Casey. I love everything about me, but I think you can give me a little something. I don't get too many of those. <laughs>
1: yeah, so it's really, it's, me- it's mental. I mean, a lot yeah. of this stuff is it's mental. Emotional. Like that's what, yeah, okay. It's
0: really emotional. And that mindset of something that has happened will make them feel like, well, I've never been able to do that. Even when I was, they used to call me this. Somehow it'll come out. They come in first really, they just hate something and it'll come out, well, you know what? I had this guy that told me I was fat so much and that he left me because I was fat. Or I have somebody say, you know what? I had this girl that said that I was didn't have, like I wasn't manly looking enough and I wasn't this enough. It'll always come out that there's something there that they need to integrate to say that was then and it might've happened and yes, that was it. But that was their opinion. Mm -hmm. And in order for you to really, you gotta do it for you. That might have been the catalyst to get you in here. But now that you're in here, it's all about you and me and what you can do to transform your body. And it's all about what do you want your body? Look, give me your wish list. Let me hear what you want to do. Let's find out what your body can do before you know it. They have a body that they, even if it's not as perfect as someone may think, they feel good about the work they've done, the transformation that they've seen. And and whether they got a thinner thighs or a tighter ass or leaner arms, there's something that's going to show through when you do the work when you exercise, work. when you do cardio, when you do, you eat better, you're going to see something's going to happen. Mm. Something is going to happen. Unless you're going after that and you're just like eating like a galbone or, or you, and you're doing nothing but laying around and like, uh, that's it for me. And you show up just for that one. But I,
1: so it, what is your biggest challenge? Then? What is it that you have to overcome? Whether it's consistently with a client or maybe just, in your business in general, personally, me. Yes,
0: I think for me, I'm a bit hard on myself. I have made some mistakes trust wise with businesses that I thought that would take care of me because we wanted this, and I was a team player, and we were gonna do this together, and we we're gonna do this. And I love to be a team player. I love the idea of building something together, you know. But I realized that you need to take care of yourself. And I had to learn the hard way. And I think that the thing for me is to make sure that I take care of me without feeling like I am, this is a difficult one. I I think it comes down to making sure that I do the right thing for me. I have to practice what I teach. I, every time I walk out of my house, I said, I have to walk my talk well, it death. didn't
1: harden. Whatever happened to you, and I know what you're referring to uh, from a previous conversation, yeah. but it still hasn't hardened you. Where maybe most people right. would be resentful, which so I'm sure there's some resent going on there. But I mean, you know what? I, some... You,
0: I maybe forgive, but I might not forget. Yeah, you know, and I think that it's definitely there to remind me and now i take care of everything i make sure i got legal stuff done i make sure Mm -hmm. i get that but sometimes there's a hard lesson there so to walk my talk and to take care of me because i'm such a caretaker of everybody else Mm -hmm. that i have to make sure that i take care of me because i love taking care but i love seeing people i love to see them elevate. And for some of I come home, I'm drained. I got to sage my house, sage me. I just got to find a way to, to come back. And I realized that I... Well,
1: you're an empathizer. Yeah, so you're yeah, absorbing other people's yeah, energies. Exactly. That's,
0: that's, so I I really, really make sure that I take care of me because you can easily go and just say, flop down, look at the news and say, okay, I'm done. But I have to make sure I take baths and I make sure I sage and I make sure I do my spiritual work and make sure that I do my gratitude work. I make sure because it keeps me in line with what really matters. And that is everybody, we're all in this kind of journey together. And, you know, you can, yeah, there's good and bad people, but you got to look for the good in people. And I don't want anybody to ever, they'll never make me look for the worst in people. You know, I
1: want to talk about that before I let you go, because that was something that you you said at lunch that I thought was great about how you look, I forgot exactly how you worded it, but essentially you're looking, you're always looking for the good in people. That's the lens in which you look through So that's your focal point. Was that when you first meet someone? Is that something just in enjoy- every day? Every day. That's something. I mean, when like, every you time could walk you interact, out, you can be
0: miserable, and you could yeah. be this. Not everything, you know. I told you, I came up. My elevators were being serviced in, the, oh, in, in this yeah. big building, and we so had like you- seven, eight elevators, and like <laughs> six of them are down. Or and it's like a building of like forty something floors, and it's like we're all waiting, and you know, I'm trying to get to the car to you, and I'm like, what the fork yeah. is going on? It's like it's like you, you get little. You just got to breathe a little bit and you have to just, it is what it is, you know, and you have to know how to come back for it because it can make you so hardened, and so like you're pissed off at everything and things that happen to you in your life. You can always be like, oh, I'm not going to let that happen. But when you look for the good, good stuff happens, you get the good stuff and it really does. It works.
1: Awesome. That's good. good I, love I love it. Anything else before I let you go? We promoted the, uh, we're going to get the, are you allowed to say what the show, what it's uh, going to be called?
0: Well, is it's, that... it's called, well, it's the Anadelfi um, story, and I believe it's going to be on Netflix. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's coming out next year because okay. it just started filming. And LeBron Cox is playing me, which I'm excited. Yep. And I have a new site. Um, oh, called age-defying get... physique, and it's all about. Is being it because age... you're forty? Ah, I wish. Yeah. Nah, I don't wish. <laughs> yeah. How old are you? Uh, I'm sixty-one. Good for and, you. Um, maybe a little older. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I was gonna say I'm gonna be seventy, and then people are like "Oh, you're right, you're uh-huh. really." Uh-huh. But no, I'm in my sixties for sure. And so, um, say
1: this website again one more it's time. It's
0: called age-defying physique. Okay, good. It's a subscription-based that you sign up and you're going to get age-defying everything from food to knowledge to everything mm. that's age-defying because you don't want to deny your age because that's like kind of a negative thing. Be proud of who you are. And I know that I didn't tell my age for a very long time until I turned 60. And what a feeling of relief that is to just be who you are. And I think that with society doing, trying to give you everything that you should look like, times are different. We don't age like our parents that, I mean, it's a different day and age for us. And I think that's when the mindset really comes in. Age is nothing but a number, but you also want to have foods. I mean, like avocado, you want to have financial help to help you as you get older people. Not everybody has a, a, a pension coming up, you know, so you it's for everything, even from a 20 year old to a 90 year old, just things you can do to maintain your youthfulness and enjoy your life. Because it's your very life of lives.
1: And this is separate from your normal business. This is a different, this, this yeah, is a this total is, different. Okay, gotcha. This is
0: separate than KC. Sure. I mean, you definitely can go to KCDoFitness.com yeah. and, and the Casey website. And Casey spelled K-A-C-Y. K-A-C-Y. Yeah. So just keep looking for Age and This should be launching soon. And in the meantime, you can definitely come to my uh, website and sign up and we can transfer a little bit. It's just, it's a lot. I do great videos. I have great podcasts. I'm having you on.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. Well, tell me about your podcast.
0: <laughs> So there is all so part of the age of because I want to know about people and how they feel about aging and what's the secret. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look great. Your skin is great. You look great. You have kids. You have a wife. It's like, how do you maintain that? How do you feel about aging? Is it a problem for you? Or is it like, what do you do to be proud of it? Because, you know, you could die tomorrow. You can kick the bucket. You can't take any of this stuff with you. Nothing. You know. so are you, how are you living? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that when you really are present, you look better. And that's why every client that comes to me, when they, they get on the program, they look younger. They always say, and I... They say I got a Benjamin Buttons gene, and I, I'm, I'm beginning to believe them because yeah. it does. Every year, I feel like I get younger and younger, and my clients, they look younger and better and better, and they say, there's something to this. There's something to this being of self-love.
1: That's that's awesome. That is beautiful. Well, I so appreciate you coming on. Thank this a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate yeah, no, it, and thanks this, to
0: Kristen for it. Yeah, thank you, Kristen. It. Yes, thank you, yes Kristen. You, Kristen. it wouldn't happen without you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: Thanks for listening to Conversations with Connors, a Network Wise podcast. If you or someone you know is looking for a career change, building a business, seeking to expand sales, or is just generally interested in improving your overall health and happiness, then head on over to networkwise.com to gain access to a plethora of resources to help you build your networking skills and community. Those who are ambitious will network, the ones who succeed will network wise.